0: Amen. Somebody lift up your voice up to Jesus this morning. Come on, clap your hands. Lift up your voice. Proclaim the Lord is worthy. Come on, Jesus is worthy. Jesus is worthy. Jesus is worthy. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Somebody lift up your voice and praise him. Come on, praise him because he's alive. Come on, praise him because you're alive. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, God, we give you praise. amen amen if it feels good to be in the house of the lord somebody shout praise the lord amen do it again if it feels good shout praise the lord amen clap your hands one more time into the lord in the house amen 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 the lord is moving in the house this morning amen anybody feel good to be in church on a sunday morning amen King David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go unto the house of the Lord. Now my house is a nice house, it's quaint, it's comfortable, it's roomy, but there is no comparison to God's house. There's no filling in the earth, no place I would rather be than in God's house, and you're in the Lord's house this morning. Amen. 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 We got to be careful this morning. Somebody might just be delivered. Amen. Somebody might get the Holy Ghost. Amen. Somebody might leave with joy and peace. Amen. 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 We've come a long way. Amen. To be with you all this weekend. And we're so blessed and so honored to be here at ARC in Carson City, Nevada. Amen. Amen. So glad to be here this morning. And when I say a long way, I mean a long way. We come from the land of mosquitoes and 100% humidity, crawfish and boudin balls and gumbo, all the way down from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. That's a long, long way. So I just come to tell you, I've come to have church today. Anybody came to have church this morning? I don't know about you, but I've come to have church this morning. Amen. My God, it feels good in here. Amen. I got to get to preaching. I feel too good in here this morning. God bless you. Amen. So glad to be here. So glad all the visitors that are here. Amen. On on Resurrection Sunday, there's times that family and people all across the country try to make their interest into the house of God. And I want to tell you that this morning, is not an accident that you're here. It is not an accident. God wants you here. Amen. He's glad you're here. The church is glad you're here. And I believe the Lord is going to speak to you today. Amen. To all the visitors, we are are in this together. I'm visiting, you're visiting. The only thing is, I may or may not be back, depending on how good I do this morning. Amen. Amen. And I'm just visiting. So if you don't like the way I preach, amen. If If this message makes no sense, you just come back next service and hear the pastor preach. Amen. He's an incredible preacher, my friend. Amen. Pastor Evan Hood. Amen. His wife, Sister Hood. We love them dearly. Amen. They are God's people because they love people. Amen. They are incredible, incredible human beings. Amen. Wonderful friends to us. Amen. Me and your pastor go way, way, way back before we were even preaching. Amen. And and it's incredible to know that he decided to step out preaching and, and admonish and hear the word and the call of God to preach and I did the same and and next thing you know he was pastoring and I'm, I'm preaching on the road and now I'm preaching for him as a pastor amen it's incredible to see what God does in men, but he's a he's a soul winner amen a true man of God and this church is blessed you are tremendously blessed I mean that you are blessed to have them as your leadership amen anybody thankful for your pastor this morning Anybody thankful for your man of God, his family, his wife, amen, amen, amen. And speaking of wives, this trip, amen, was a long one with strollers and car seats and baby bottles and lost luggage and delays and a long heap of opposition. But I would not do this trip without any person other than my wife, amen. She is an incredible woman amen you can go through hell if you got a pretty woman by your side amen amen i love her dearly my wife is an amazing woman a prayer warrior and we were blessed six months ago with a miracle that boy back there bryson james williams is a miracle amen that god blessed us after trying to have children for almost four years god blessed us amen so i've come to tell you and the devil that god still works miracles I said, you've come too late to tell me that God can't do the impossible. I said, you're a miracle. I'm a miracle. We're here right now. I said, if you're alive this morning, you're a miracle. I said, you are a miracle. Amen. 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 Well, well, I didn't come to do preliminaries. I have come to preach. Anybody going to help me preach this morning? amen amen without further ado and with quick consideration i want to turn your attention to the word of the lord amen to the book of second peter chapter 3 and verse 9 and also luke chapter 10 verse 30. amen second peter chapter 3 verse 9 amen and luke chapter 10 verse 30. Amen. I'm looking forward to God moving this morning. If you need healing in the house this morning, God can heal your body. Amen. If you need the Holy Ghost, if you've not been baptized by the Spirit of God with the evidence of speaking in tongues, amen. I want to tell you that that is biblical. It is right in the sight of God that we be filled with His Spirit. Amen. That we be baptized in the only precious saving name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Because I've come to tell you that Jesus didn't die for any reason. Amen. There was not, there was a purpose behind his death and that was that I might be saved. Somebody shout saved. Amen. 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 And there's salvation, peace, joy. Amen. And the Holy Ghost this morning. When you have it, say amen. Amen. Second Peter chapter 3 and verse 9. The Bible says the Lord is not slack concerning his promise. As some men would count slackness but is long-suffering toward us. Somebody shout us. That's you, that's me, that's everybody in this room. But is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all, everybody shout all, but that all would come to repentance. Luke chapter 10, as quickly as you can, going back a few chapters, Luke chapter 10, verse number thirty luke chapter 10 verse 30 the bible says in jesus answering said a certain man went down from jerusalem to jericho and fell among thieves which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him leaving him half dead somebody say half dead And going down to verse 33, but, somebody shout but. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, the Bible says that he had compassion on him. I've come to preach to the house this morning to every soul, to every visitor, to every saint to every man woman boy and girl in this house this morning and declare and remind you that Jesus loves you very very much I'm gonna say it again if you feel like nobody else loves you nobody else cares I want to tell you that Jesus loves you very 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 much and we're grateful for his grace and mercy and glad that he's brought us to this house this morning but I really want the Lord to speak to us. I want the Lord to speak to me and speak to you, amen. If you want the word of the Lord to minister to your heart today, lift up your hands as high as you can lift them, amen. Close your eyes and pray, Lord, speak to my heart. God, give your word unto my ears. God, let your spirit, God, minister in this house. God, change lives today. God, minister to our souls. God, break up, Lord, God, the feebleness of our minds and insert a spirit of joy. God, in peace and happiness, God, fill us with your Holy Ghost today. In the mighty, precious name of Jesus, in the mighty, precious name of Jesus, amen. Somebody shout that great name if you know it. Come on, shout that great name if you love it. Amen. Clap your hands one more time unto the Lord. amen Amen. i want to preach with the help of the holy ghost from this thought this morning no man left behind amen and i'm not excluding the women but in biblical terms man includes men and women and children so i want to say nobody left behind amen god bless you in the fear of the lord clap your hands you may be seated in jesus name amen no man somebody shout no man left behind. No man left behind. There was a a young couple, a young couple by the name of John and Mary. They had a beautiful family. They had a, a pretty good life. John was an executive of a good company and had great benefits. They, they lived in a nice home, a nice neighborhood. They had two beautiful children, a boy and a girl. And from what you can see from the outside looking in, John and Mary had a pretty good life. John, being the businessman that he was, was invited to an out-of-town business trip. And this trip was going to take him away from his home for several days, and he decided that his wife, whom did not work, needed a vacation and a break from the kids, and so he invited Mary to go on this business trip with him. As they boarded and left the town, they left their children in the very capable hands of a woman that they hired to babysit so that they can enjoy this trip without the kids, and so they, they went out on this business vacation for a few days, and While they were there, mysteriously and ironically, them leaving the children behind, John and Mary quickly began to miss their children. And so they decided to take an early flight back home, and they decided to come back home quickly so that they would see their kids ending their trip short. They pulled in as they were turning home. They pulled in to their neighborhood. And as they turned down the street of their neighborhood, they noticed in the distance a cloud of smoke that was protruding from a home there in their neighborhood. As they got closer and closer, Mary exclaimed, John, is smoke, it looks like someone's home is on fire. So they wheeled over to a, the next street and realized that there was indeed a home that was on fire. Mary looked at John and she looked at the house and she said, thank God it's not our house. I'm tired. John, let's go home. But John, John looking at this home quickly was stirred and he realized that he recognized the home that was on fire. He recognized this home because it happened to be the house of one of his coworkers named Fred Jones. He looked at his watch and realized that Fred was still at work, and yet his house was on fire. And Mary did everything she could. She said, John, we're tired. Let's call the fire department. Everything's going to be okay. You have on your good clothes. We don't have to get involved. But John, something in his spirit, refused to let this situation stay the way that it was. And so John got a little closer and a little closer to the house and realized uh, that the house was engulfed with flames, that the shingles were collapsing into the roof, uh, and that the the house was falling to pieces minute by minute. They got closer to the house, and as he pulled up in front of the home, uh, there was a young lady outside of the home that was screaming frantically. She was screaming, crying with a profuse voice, and she was saying, the children, the children, somebody please get the children. Immediately, Mary said, John, please, you do not have to get involved. Help is on the way. But John, John, being the man that he was, he threw that car and parked, and he jumped out immediately before Mary could stop him. As he got closer to the house, he said, where are the children? Where are the children? And she said, they're in the basement down the hallway to the left. John ran to the side of the house and he grabbed a hold of the water hose. He doubts himself with water. He grabbed a hold of a handkerchief and he covered his face. And John, without thinking, ran into the house. As he ran in the house with smoke, protruding throughout the home, smoke covering every room, him coughing, him trying to see his way and find the basement. He soon found the basement door and kicked the door down and ran down the basement steps. When he got down the basement steps, he quickly found the two children that were trapped in this house that was on fire. He grabbed one child by his left arm. He grabbed the other by his right arm and soon began to make his way out of the house. As he's leaving this burning home, the house falling to pieces. He's crawling on hands and knees. Suddenly John heard in the distance a whippering of what sounded like more children. John got down on his knees and made it by the miraculous hand of God. He made it out to the porch of coughing the children covered in soot uh, and him him trying to do all he can to hold on to them uh, john made it out to the porch with both children alive as he handed the children off to the young lady he said are there any other children in the house and she said yes there is there's two more children the house almost burnt to smithereens it seems as if There was no more time left. It seems as if uh, there's no more hope left. And John, for whatever reason, uh, he did not let the situation at hand stop him uh, from trying again. And so John, John, throughout this time, his wife is begging, John, please uh, don't go in the house. Uh, It's suicide. Uh, You won't make it. John did not heed to Mary, and he ran in the house again. This time the children were not in the basement. He searched the kitchen. He searched what seemed like the living room. He turned down this hallway. Uh, he turned down that hallway. And all he can hear uh, was the whimpering voice of a little girl crying, Help me, uh, help me, please, somebody help me. Uh, and John, finding this voice, drifted to where the voices uh, were coming from and soon found the children. Is this all right this morning? John John found the children, and he grabbed one by one arm again, and grabbed the other by the other arm again, and he picked both of the children up. As John is leaving the house, the ceilings caving in, the walls are imploding, the floorboards are giving in beneath them, the fire, the heat is excruciating, seems like they're not going to make it out this time. But... But somehow John is crawling with everything he has, uh, and he's trying to get these children to safety. All of a sudden, John, John recognized something oddly mysterious about the way these children were clinging on to him. Not paying much attention, doing all that he can, John, miraculously. I thought you, you thought it was going to end bad, didn't you? John miraculously made it out to the porch with both children alive. But this time, John, when he looked down at the two children covered in soot, John then realized why the children felt so mysteriously odd to him. Because John, unbeknowings to himself, had ran into that burning house and that day had rescued his own children. He did not know this, but the lady that they left the children with went shopping and ran errands to run groceries and left them at Fred Jones's house to play with their friends. And John, John did not know that the house he was running in, he was going to save his own children. Can I tell you this morning that when I think about John, uh, I think about Jesus. uh, That when I think about John, uh, I think about Jesus. uh, That John didn't have to run in that house. uh, He did not have to sacrifice himself. uh, He did not have to give up himself uh, to save uh, somebody else. uh, But I'm so glad this morning uh, that we serve a God. God Almighty manifested uh, in the flesh uh, that enrobed himself uh, and stepped out of glory. uh, He didn't have to leave his throne, but he did. He didn't have to leave heaven, but he did. And he stepped down into feeble flesh, and he became a man. And he said, I must die. I must sacrifice myself that they might be saved. Oh, somebody ought to clap your hands uh, and lift up your voice and say, thank God uh, for salvation. Uh, I'm telling you uh, that this brother right here, uh, that this man right here, uh, I deserve flames. uh, I deserve torment. uh, But God said, no, uh, you deserve salvation. Oh, somebody clap your hands if you're thankful for mercy. Come on, thank thank God for mercy. Thank God I'm alive. Thank God he stepped in. Thank God for grace and mercy. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I'm telling you ought to thank God uh, that God entangled himself uh, in your sin, uh, that God enthroned himself uh, with your imperfections uh, and say, if you don't think uh, you're worth living, uh, I'm telling you, you're worth dying for. Uh, If you don't think life is worth living, uh, God said, I believe your life uh, is worth dying Oh, somebody clap your hands with everything you got uh, and say, thank God for mercy. Uh, You don't know why you're here this morning, uh, but mercy got you here. You don't know why you're living this morning, uh, but grace uh, got you here. When I think about John, I think about Jesus. Somebody shout Jesus. I think about Jesus in his spirit uh, of long-suffering. The Bible says uh, that the Lord is not slack concerning uh, his promise, uh, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing uh, that any, uh, that any, uh, that nobody, uh, that no one would perish. I don't know if you're hearing what I'm telling you, that nobody would perish, but that all would come to repentance. That means me. That means you. That means everybody. Red, yellow, black, or white. Rich man. Poor man. Broke man. Empty man. God wants to save. God wants to save everybody. Somebody shout everybody. I'm telling you, I don't know if you really understand that there is no spirit of exclusion with God. No. God, God, God wants to take you. And he wants to rearrange your life uh, and make you what you thought you would never, ever be. Uh, He said, you can bring me your brokenness, uh, and I'll heal your mind. Uh, You can bring me your emptiness, uh, and I'll fill you up. Uh, You can take me and give me your depression, uh, and I'll give you joy unspeakable, uh, full of glory. It is by grace. Somebody shout grace it is by grace and mercy uh, that God looked down through time uh, and he saw something in me uh, that was worth saving Uh, he saw something in you uh, that was worth saving Uh, he saw I'm telling you right now uh, what you see in the mirror uh, is not what God sees Uh, what you see in the mirror uh, is not what God sees Uh, he sees a woman uh, that can live for God Uh, if you change your mind uh, and choose to live today uh, he sees somebody uh, that can be pulled out of crack addictions uh, and pulled out of depression uh, and pulled out of anybody going to help me preach this morning Bible tells us in Lamentations 3 and 22 uh, that it is the mercies uh, of the Lord that we are not consumed uh, and it's because of his compassions uh, because they don't fail uh, they never end. God keeps having mercy on me uh, over uh, and over uh, and over uh, and over uh, and over again because because if The devil and man had it their way. I'm just going to preach like I'm at home this morning. I said, if it was up to man, you would not be here. Anybody can say amen to that. If it was up to people. They would have counted you out, wrote you off, and scratched your name off the list a long time ago. They would have said, no, she'll never be anything. She ain't worth $2 and a nickel rub together. But God sees value in your soul. He said, what more love than this than a man laid down his life for a friend? Can I tell you that God saw something in me that was worth dying? Can I tell you, you're worth it, you're worth it, you're worth it. It was up to man, I wouldn't be preaching right now. Oh, no. No, you don't know. You You see the brother in the suit, but you don't really know. You don't really, really, really know. this is why I'm so grateful for the spirit of grace and the mercy of God because when God begins to change you uh, people can't recognize who you used to be. Uh, When God changes you, uh, your testimony covers you uh, with a cloak uh, of invisibility uh, that the scars uh, and the bruises uh, and the sin uh, that you used to deal with, uh, that's not my garment no more. Uh, God gave me a garment of grace. Uh, God gave me a garment of mercy. Uh, God gave me a spirit uh, of praise. For them. And God is not willing that any man should perish, but that all would come to repentance. It is not the will of God uh, that any man, that no man would be left behind. John, John embodies the spirit of compassion. Somebody say compassion. John and Jesus, they are, they are responsible and epitomize the spirit of compassion because it's compassion that loves you when you think you're unlovable. It's the spirit of compassion that gives you hope when you feel hopeless. It's the spirit of God's compassion that God commended his love toward us, that he is long-suffering toward us. God keeps giving you stuff you don't even deserve, but that's like God. And that's not like man. Man say you don't deserve mercy, but God said, yes, you do. Man say you don't deserve grace, but God said, yes, 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 you do. If man, if man, somebody say man, if man had it his way, the certain man that was on the road from Jerusalem to Jericho would have stayed on the road from Jerusalem to Jericho. The Bible, the Bible records the parable as Jesus is ministering to his disciples uh, and he's given, them, he's given them instructions on how we should treat people. Can I preach to the church folks right now? Can I just preach to ARC right now? Can I tell you right now, every visitor in this city uh, ought to feel like this is home. Uh, everybody you come into contact with uh, ought to know what church you go to, uh, and you ought to be proud of it uh, and tell them, I know a place uh, where you can get healing. Uh, I know a place uh, where you can find salvation. Uh, I know a place uh, where er, I said, where everybody's welcome, uh, and no man is, no man's left behind. Jesus was speaking to his disciples and he said that there was a certain man. There was a certain man that went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and he happened to fall among thieves. Anybody know about some thieves? He fell among thieves and the thieves stripped him of his raiment. They stripped him of his clothing and they beat him. The Bible says that they wounded him. They beat him down. They wounded him and the thieves left him right where he was and they left him and they left him because they thought he was dead. <laughs> well, I feel like preaching right now in the house. They left him right where he was because they thought that he was dead, but he was half dead. Somebody say half dead. He was half dead and half dead means he was half alive that there was still some hope left that there was still a chance uh, that he can live again. Can I tell you that there's folks in this house right now uh, that you've encountered a thief. uh, You've encountered Satan himself, uh, the thief of all thieves. uh, And the Bible says that the thief cometh not but to steal uh, and to kill uh, and to destroy. uh, It's not enough that he stripped you of your garment. uh, It's not enough that he stripped you of joy. uh, It's not enough that he took your peace uh, from your mind uh, and left you. it's not enough that the devil beats you up time and time again and say God doesn't love you it's not enough that the devil beats you up and tell you what you can and will not do the devil beats and beats and beats and his purpose in the beating is to destroy you so that you won't make it to ARC on a Sunday morning am I preaching all right right now The reason why he wants to beat you down uh, all week long uh, is so you can stay home uh, away from the house of hope. Uh, But you got to understand that the best chance I have to live uh, is to be where life is flowing. Uh, The best chance I have to live uh, is to be where the blood is flowing. Uh, And I'll tell you where it flows. Uh, It flows from Calvary uh, to this house. Uh, It flows from Calvary uh, over this pulpit. uh, And it gets a hold of your... tell you, I tell you, is this all right this morning if I just preach like this? My God, I feel good if you can't tell. It's not enough that he stripped you of everything in your life, your money, your house, your land, your job, stripped you of, of, of joy and peace that you're entitled to. If you're a child of God, it's not enough for him to beat you down, but his purpose is to destroy you, is to kill you, is to destroy your soul. He said, what what, what profited a man if he gains the whole world, the whole purpose is so that the devil would make you, to cause you to lose lose your soul. But God said, I am come that they might have life. My God, I feel that they might have life and have it more abundantly. God just don't want you to live but he wants you to live and prosper. He wants you to live in healing. He wants you to live in grace. He wants you to live with joy. He wants you to live with the spirit of God on the inside of you. Somebody shall live. Yeah. Come on, shall live. Yeah. He lives so you can live. Yeah. He left them half dead. He left them right where he was. And by chance, by chance, the Bible tells us in verse 31 that there was a priest that passed that way. Verse 32, the Bible tells us there was a Levite that passed that way. Uh, but you know what they did? You know what these jokers did? Sad to say, these were supposed to be godly men. These were supposed to be righteous men. And the Bible said when they saw him, they said, I don't want, I don't want anything to do with that. Anybody, anybody so glad that God's not like man? Come on, anybody really glad that God's not like man? They saw this man bruised and beaten, tattered and bloody and scarred. Uh, they said, "I don't want to get my fingernails dirty. I don't want to touch that." And the, like the Levite, if anybody had an excuse, uh, he couldn't touch dead things. Brother Evan, uh, he, couldn't, he couldn't. He couldn't touch uh, the things that appeared to be dying. Uh, but can I tell you uh, that God is not like man? Uh, that when you're dying, uh, it's when God works the best. Uh, that when you're broken, uh, it's when God operates the best. Uh, that when you're bruised, uh, it's when God does his best work and God and God and God is ministering to the disciples because he tells them he's trying to teach them I want you to have the same spirit that I have the spirit that's long suffering and compassionate toward everybody you see can I just tell you I don't I don't know who you are this morning I don't name, know your name your address and I sure don't know your social security number but I know one thing that there's people in this house uh, you're going through stuff uh, that nobody knows you're dealing with uh, there's people with stuff underneath uh, the surface uh, of the exterior man uh, that nobody knows you're going through uh, but God has come to tell you uh, that he wants everything uh, that's broken on the inside of you uh, he wants everything uh, that's bruised my God I feel the Holy Ghost he wants your depressed mind he wants your sick soul he wants your and the spirit somebody say the spirit And the Spirit of God, which is the Holy Ghost. This is why we are in here where we lifted up our hands and we're praying in the Holy Ghost. Because when the Spirit of God gets on the inside of you, the compassion of God gets on the inside of you. When the Spirit of God gets on the inside of you, the joy of the Lord that is your strength gets on the inside of you. When the Spirit of God, the fruit of the Spirit, with his love, joy, peace, long-suffering, the spirit of God gets on the inside of you you can't help but love everybody hope I don't mess up the live stream this morning you can't help but be nice to everybody you see and say Jesus loves you some of you think I'm crazy out of my mind because I'm sweating this morning but I'm sweating to tell you Jesus loves you I'm going to say it again I'm telling you right now, when you feel lonely, uh, God's right there. Uh, He said, you're broke down and busted uh, on the side of the road uh, in despair, half dead, uh, scarred and bruised. Uh, But there's a spirit of a good Samaritan uh, that when he came, uh, that when he came uh, where he was, uh, he said, I'm not going to leave you uh, like I found you. Uh, I'm not going to. God God said I'm not going to leave you uh, in depression Uh, I'm not going to leave you uh, broke Uh, I'm not going to leave you uh, bruised or or you ought to take about 15 seconds uh, and say thank God you ain't leave me there Uh, thank God, Uh, thank God Uh, thank God You ought to thank God he didn't leave you where you were. That's for the church. And for the visitors, God will not leave you where you are. I I understand. I understand more than anybody that loves people uh, that the church is an edifice of salvation, a pavilion uh, of safe haven and mercy uh, and the church. and the church is the place that everybody should feel welcome. Let yeah, yeah. the church say amen. Yeah, yeah. I said everybody should feel welcome. Yeah. So everybody here, everybody's feeling comfortable. Everybody's all right. And I understand what people say that, 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 that they misquote and the, the ideas and the parallels of scripture and saying that Jesus wants you to come as you are. And that's perfectly right and accurate. You come, you come with your brokenness. You come with your depression. You come with your addiction. You come with your troubles and your worries. But the Bible also says to cast your cares upon him. You got to get rid of the baggage you came with. You got to get rid of the addictions you came with. And the only way it's going to happen is, is when you lift up your hands and you say, God, I'm a bruised man. I'm an imperfect man. I'm an insecure man. I'm a... My God, my God, my God. But there's a God that in my imperfections, He won't leave me where I am. He won't leave me where I'm sitting. He won't leave me where I'm living. So you come as you are, but you don't stay as you are. He begins to take away those bruises. The Good Samaritan put them on his own beast. And the Bible says that he poured oil and wine so that he would heal those wounds that he had. Can I tell somebody why God gave me the Holy Ghost? Why God gave you his spirit? It's not so you can have an elevator mentality and you on your way to heaven and you pushing a button as fast as you can and pray nobody else gets on the elevator with you. No, sir, no ma'am. God gave me his spirit uh, so that Luke 4 4 and 18 uh, is fulfilled in me uh, that the spirit of the Lord uh, is upon me uh, because he had anointed me to preach uh, the gospel to the poor uh, that he had sent me uh, to God I don't know if you're here but I'm telling you right now uh, he has sent me uh, to bind up the broken hearted uh, he has sent me uh, to preach deliverance uh, to the captives uh, to, to open their sight to, to the blind uh, and to set at liberty uh, them that are That are bruised. I'm telling you, if you're bruised in the house, there's a healing ointment in the house. If you're broken in the house, there's a vesture of healing in the house. There's a God that loves you more than you know. My God, my God, my God, I feel the Holy Ghost. You ought to lift up your hands in the house and say, God, thank you for loving me. God, thank you for healing me. God, thank you for keeping me. God, thank you for... God, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Come on, somebody ought to pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on, you ought to let the Spirit of God get on your neighbor. You ought to let the Holy Ghost saturate on your neighbor. Come on, somebody pray in the Holy Ghost right now. Anybody feel the spirit of God right now? I just want to tell you, this ain't strange. This is just God. This ain't peculiar. It is peculiar. We're peculiar people. uh, But the spirit of God is speaking right now. uh, And he's trying to tell you uh, that you don't have to stay where you are. Uh, That's not the will of God. Uh, His will, uh, his will, uh, his will uh, is that no man would perish. I'm almost done preaching. How you like that? But can I tell you that it's hard to to understand and extrapolate with a pure understanding what I'm preaching right now. Because some of us have been hurt so, so bad. Is this all right if I just minister to you right now? Some of us have been hurt so, so bad. That it makes you hard to trust anybody that's offering hope to you. Oh, my God, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. And the Bible tells us that God is not willing that any should perish, but that all would come to repentance. We're all in this. We're all in the same boat. We all need salvation. We all need Jesus. We all need love. There's no big eyes and little U's. There's no. And the greatest trick of the adversary is to leave you by yourself. And not only leave you by yourself, make you feel like you're by yourself. Anybody know what I'm talking about right now? I'm telling you, the devil doesn't beat you up more than when you are by yourself. When you are left to your own thoughts, uh, to your own insecurities, uh, to your own emotions, uh, trying to figure out what you're going to do uh, about paying the bills. Uh, it's when you buy yourself uh, that you feel hopeless. Uh, but when you get amongst the people of God, uh, there's something that gets a hold of you. Uh, and you feel hope. Uh, you feel hope. Uh, that's what you feel right now. Uh, it's the hope. Uh, it's the joy. Uh, it's the spirit uh, of compassion. tell you how i know what i'm talking about because there was a man in the bible in the book of john chapter five the bible says that there was a pool there was a pool called bethesda that a group of people a whole bunch of people they were all together but they still were by themselves because the bible says that there were a group of people there that were of of the blind and the halt and impotent folk all manner of sick people People that were messed up in the mind, messed up in their body. They were, they were messed up all those kind of ways you can be messed up. That's right, that's right. Anybody ever been there before? Yeah. Oh I'm just messed up, toe up from the flow up. Let the real church say amen. Yeah. And these, these people... These people were all there for one purpose. The Bible says that they were waiting for the troubling of the water uh, because, at a certain season, the Bible said that the, it was an angel that went down in the water and he would stir up the waters. Uh, and the Bible said that whosoever then first stepped into the waters uh, was made whole of whatever disease they had. But, somebody say, but, but, but the pool of healing was a first-come, 1st serve basis. It was not not an all-inclusive resort. It was whoever got it first, that's who was healed. It was whoever stepped in the water first, that's who was delivered. But God said, you know what? He walked on the scene and saw a man laying there that had been laying in his condition for 38 years. And he looked at that pool of water and he looked at the man, he looked at the pool of water, looked at the man and said, "Uh uh-uh, this ain't going to work. Because there's too many sick folks here for this to be a first come, first serve VIP basis. Oh, no, no, no. God said, I got to change this thing up. uh, And when I die, uh, and when I die on the cross, uh, this thing is going to be opened up for you uh, and your children uh, and to all that are far off, uh, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. You know what that means? Uh, That means you can be healed uh, and you can be healed uh, and I can be delivered uh, and I can be set free. Uh, We all, we all, we all can be saved. But you have to believe that you can be saved. You have to believe that if you need a miracle this morning, you have to believe that God can give you one. Because the formula, the formula for for being touched by God, the Bible says that he that cometh to God must first believe that he is. And he is a rewarder to them that diligently seek him. Can I just tell you that if you stay there with your mouth closed and never say, God, I need you, guess what? You're going to stay right where you are. But if there be any chance there's somebody in the house uh, that's living in depression uh, and you're broken down in decadence and despair uh, and you want things to change, uh, if you lift up your voice uh, and say, God, can you rearrange my furniture uh, of my soul? Uh, God, can you change and touch my mind? Uh, I'm telling you, we serve a God that will not leave you where you are. He will not leave you where you are. And God asked this man, he said, will thou be made whole? I'm preaching to you right now. I got, I got eight minutes and 13 seconds. He said, do you believe you can be made whole? Do you believe you can be made whole? Do you believe I can touch you this morning? And do you know what this man's response was? I want you to put it on the board if you don't mind. I want you to put it on the board. That's John 5 and 7. 5 and 6. No, 5 and 7. He said, will thou be made whole? And the man's response to Jesus was, he said, he said, he said, will thou be made whole? And the the response in verse 8, go to verse 8. He said, sir. He said, I have no man. I have no man that with the waters troubled. He said, nobody, nobody wants to help me out. He said, he said every, this is every man for himself around here. I want to preach to some people the reason why you have trouble trusting people is because you've put trust in family and they've ruined that trust. Am I preaching all right to anybody right now? You tried to build the bridge for people and they've set, they set that bridge on fire with kerosene and burned every bridge you tried to help them with. You've tried to do your best to live for God. You've tried to to do your best on your own accord. But can I tell you that impotent people cannot help themselves. Sick people need the ambulance to take them to the hospital. This is why the good Samaritan said, I'm going to put you on my beast. I'm going to take you to the end. I'm going to take you to the house of God. Can I tell you, you ought to be glad that somebody invited you to church. I'm glad somebody invited me to church. I'm glad somebody let me in the doors. Because if it was up to men, you wasn't getting in. But God said, you can get in. You can be saved. You can be delivered. I'm not leaving you behind. He said, I'm not leaving you behind. You got to refuse. You got to refuse to be left behind. I-, I want you to hear what I'm telling you. got to refuse in your spirit uh, to stay where you are. That is a choice. Nobody in their right mind will sit in a house that's on fire. You'll try to get out with everything you can. But can I tell you uh, that God called me to tell somebody uh, your house is on fire uh, and you need God to rescue you more than your next breath. Uh, You need God to step in your world right now this morning this Sunday uh, right now in this service Uh, and I've come to tell you that he can uh, and he will Uh, but you gotta say I believe uh, I believe uh, I believe I can be made whole Uh, I believe I can be saved Uh, preacher put me down uh, in the water in the name of Jesus Uh, I want a new life Uh, I want a new day I want a new name. I want a new garment. I, I want to live. My God, somebody clap your hands and praise God enough. But you have to refuse. Refuse to stay where you are. Somebody say refuse. Uh, come on, say it again, refuse. Moses, Moses, Moses can plead all he wanted to as the man of God. He said, I, I know some people that are in bondage, they're in slavery in Egypt. They need deliverance. They, they need to be set free. Anybody need to be set free by the hand of God. Uh, I need the mercy of God to, to just endows me by his spirit, uh, to touch me by his grace. Anybody feel like that? To, anybody just need Jesus this morning? Anybody just need God to touch you? And Moses, Moses understood this one principle. He said, if people are going to be delivered, you cannot negotiate with Pharaoh. Can I just tell somebody, you can't make no deal with the devil and be saved. You can't, you can't halfway do it. You can't semi live for God. You got to get all the way in to get all the way saved. I'm going to say it again, Uh, I said your heart, your mind, your soul uh, has to be made up uh, that if mama don't come to church, uh, I'm still coming. Uh, If daddy don't come to church, uh, I'm still coming. Uh, Because if you can't help me, uh, if you can't help me, uh, please don't stop me. In Exodus 8 and 28, Moses said, I'm not negotiating with Pharaoh 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 said you know what you want to leave you want to you want to be delivered you want to be set free you want to go worship that god i'm preaching to somebody right now he said but there's one stipulation he said you can't go too far i'm preaching to somebody right now I'm preaching to people right here, right now. You've been coming the last few weeks, uh, and in your mind, the church is pulling on you, uh, and your friends are too. uh, And they're saying, I know you like going to that church, uh, but you can still hang out with us too. uh, But if you really want to be healed, uh, if you want to be touched by God, uh, you got to put yourself uh, wholly in the hands of the master uh, and let him heal you completely. uh, Let him change you uh, completely. He said, you can't go very far. And Moses said, "No, no, 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 no. We gotta. We every last one of us. Nobody, nobody stand in Egypt." He comes back in Exodus 10 and 8. If you can put it on the board, Moses. Moses said, "You don't understand." Uh, he said, "I want the young men, uh, the old men, our sons, our daughters, uh, my sheep, uh, the dog, the cat. Uh, I want everybody to be saved. Uh, I want everybody. I, I say I want everybody. Uh, he wants everybody to be saved." He said, we ain't leaving one hoof in Egypt. And, and, and Pharaoh is just like the devil. He said, well, 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 maybe. Verse, verse 9. He said, well, I tell you what. He said, all the men can go. Verse 9, if you don't mind. He said, but 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 but, but you can leave the women and children behind. No, I don't think you understand what I'm telling you. I want to be saved, and I want my family to be saved. I want to be saved, and I want my neighbor to be saved. I want to be saved. I want my coworker to be saved. I'm telling you, I don't want just peace for me. I want peace for you. I want joy for you. I want you to feel what I feel. Know what I know. And serve the God I serve. So here is what we're going to do on this Sunday morning. If we can stand to our feet. I finished three seconds early. How you like that? I'll tell you what we're going to do. I want you to listen to me carefully. I want you to close your eyes right now. Just close your eyes. This is is not anything weird. I want you to close your eyes. And here's the purpose. Because some people here this morning, you really needed this service. There are people here this morning, you really, really, really desperately needed God to touch you. This is not just an Easter service. This is not just a service that you come and say, "You, I'm going to come just because somebody asked me. But there are people here right now, the saints and visitors alike. You really, really, really need God to change something in your world. And I've come to tell you all the way uh, from the deep, deep south uh, that God uh, is desperately in love with you uh, and he is not willing uh, that you would perish uh, but he wants to change everything that's messed up in your world. uh. He wants to fix everything that's going wrong in your life uh, and he wants to fill you with his spirit. uh, He wants to touch you by his grace uh, and he wants to fill you with his mercy. uh, But the only question I have for you this morning, uh, do you believe uh, that God uh, can change your world can i can, I, can I ask you again uh, do you believe uh, do you believe you can be healed uh, do you believe you can be set free uh, do you believe you can be delivered will thou be made whole because god won't leave you where you are but you have to make up in your mind uh, i don't want to stay where i am God would not force you. He would not twist your arm. Nobody in this world is forced to live for God. You have to do it because you want to. You have to love Him because you want to. You have to come to church because you are glad to be here. You have to walk right because you want to walk right. You have to pray because you want to pray. Anybody want to pray this morning? You got to lift up your hands because you want to lift up your hands. You got to lift up your voice because you want to lift up your your voice. You. Got come to the altar because you want to come so here it is he said how long have you been in your situation 38 years Two months two weeks two days how long how long has it been since you felt God touch you if it's if you've never felt him touch you if you've never had the, the, the ability and the opportunity to pray in the Holy Ghost and have God touch you you lift up your hands and you let those tears flow down your face there are people right now the Holy Ghost is touching you and if you feel like you don't want to stay where you are your way of showing God you don't want to stay where you are is if you're bold enough and not ashamed to step out of that pew and come around this front uh, where people come because they say I need God uh, and lift up your hands Uh, come on that's it come on come as close as you can Uh, come on come as close as you can uh, and lift up your hands uh, and pray uh, and beg God uh, to change something in your world uh, and beg God uh, to change something in your life uh, and say God uh, I'm not leaving here to say Come on, that's it, come on, that's it. Come on, that's it. Cry out from your soul. Come on, let the Holy Ghost well up in your heart. Come on, let the Spirit of God. Come on, let Him heal your wounds. Come on, let Him heal your brokenness. Come on, that's it, come on, that's it. Come on, lift those hands as high as you can lift them. Come on, lift up your voice. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm here. I'm here at the altar. And I need God to judge me. Come on, that ship. Come on, your lips begin to stammer. That's the Holy Ghost. That's the Spirit of God. That's trying to heal those wounds. It's all in wine flowing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. Come on, God's come to to heal the brokenhearted. He's come to heal the brokenhearted. He's come to heal the brokenhearted.
1: Come on, that shit, I love you, Jesus. Uh, Jesus, loves you. Uh, Jesus loves you. Uh,
0: Jesus loves you. Uh, come on, let those tears flow. Come to my He's reaching for the bruised. He's reaching for the broken. He's reaching for the scarred. He's reaching for those that are weak and depressed. And in despair, God's reaching. He won't leave you where He found you. He won't leave you where He found you. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. In the name of Jesus, God, I pray, Lord, God, make Yourself Holy Ghost come on lift up your voice come on let rivers flow let rivers flow come on that's the Holy Ghost working on your heart that's the Holy Ghost working on your soul God feel Lord feel Lord feel Lord ghost come on the Holy Ghost is being poured out right now come on that's it come on that's it that's it that's it that's it come on the Spirit of God the Spirit of God the Spirit of God yes 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 yes
1: yes